2: Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. My name is Liam, I'm the owner of PH Nutrition and thank you for joining us today. I have Harriet, Coach Harriet on the podcast with me and we're going to be talking around. About, let me start that again, that was rubbish. Sorry, Lukey. to <laughs> me five. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. My name is Liam, I'm the owner of PH Nutrition and I am delighted to have Coach Harriet on the podcast with me today and we are talking the open the CrossFit Open and how to approach your nutrition and training for it. Harriet, are you doing the Open?
0: I am indeed fifth year running now, but yes, I have signed Ooh, up. Oh,
2: very good, very mm. good, good stuff. Uh, and you know, before we get into some uh, some of the points, so we're going to break it down, talk about some really key things because we, you know, I don't know how long I've been doing the Open now, maybe six, seven. I think this is my seventh or eighth year now, Uh, but we've worked with with thousands of clients that have done the Open, so we want to really give you some real take-home points from this today, but the first thing to, to, to remember, that it is just another workout, if you're not signed up, then I would highly advise you to, if you train on a Friday or a Saturday, then you're probably going to be doing the workout anyway, so you might as well get involved, and it is really nice to look back historically on your data to to have a look at where you place in the world, but also just to see your progress or, uh, or regression. In my case. People post on their, on their, on their Instagram <laughs> of all of the, the, the progress they've made. I think a couple of years I've got worse. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how we go this year. Um, but it is another workout. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It is about the community. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would highly recommend you, you get involved and you're probably going to regret it if you don't. But anyway, let's get into some, some practical advice, Harriet. What, what's the first point that you would advise people in the open? What, what should we be doing leading into it?
0: Yeah, I think one thing I've learned from doing it, you know, for the past five years, is making sure of, of just knowing that replication is key. Like knowing exactly what's worked for you is so important, and that is going to look different to every single individual. So, although you know we're going to be giving you advice today, it's important that you're trialing and erring things out and understanding what works for your body because it will be different. And one of the things that I really recommend doing is taking the time before the open starts to to set some time to actually trial this out in previous workouts. So not necessarily the open ones, but you know we're, we're now a couple of weeks away from it. Make sure you have trialed this all out before you go into the open, because the last thing you want to be doing is starting your wad, realizing you're not fueled correctly and either having to repeat it, which in my case, I absolutely hate doing or just, you know, not performing <laughs> well in that initial workout.
2: Yeah. So w- when you say replicate, what types of things like the, the just the breakfast, the morning of like what we talking about day for?
0: No, I think make sure that about? you replicate. Prior to, so the day before, the day of the actual ward that you're going to do with the open and the day after, because we want to make sure that we're fueling ourselves correctly 24 hours prior to, even the week prior to as well. But if I was to be really strategic, Mm. I would say, look at the day before, the day of, and then the day after for your recovery as well.
2: Okay. Yeah, really good. I think we we talk about replication a lot, and if you are a member of a CrossFit gym, you know, not just doing this, uh, you know, solo, then your gym will probably have put in a couple of open workouts over the next couple of weeks. And this is an ideal opportunity. Like I say, the, these are ones that you've done before. So test uh, for your fitness levels and just, like you say, be aware. That's the biggest thing I would say. Be aware of how you feel. So did you feel that you crushed it? Okay, cool. So what did you eat? the leading into the workout? What did you eat the day before? How much did you eat? Okay, what times did you eat? And I know this sounds like, okay, getting a bit more detailed, but if you just do that, all you then do is need to replicate this again or make very, very small changes to it. And rather than following a new plan or, you know, like asking for advice, like it's it's not about that. It's about going, we've all had those sessions where we feel amazing or we've crushed a workout and we, you know, we, we really... Kind of performed well, take that step back, identify what worked, write it down, note it down, and then replicate it, make small changes to it. And over the years, this is what we do with all our elite athletes. Okay, this is all of the CrossFit Af- Games athletes that we've worked with. I've told them, write down how you feel. How did you feel? Well, if I was there, I'd be like, how did you feel in that? Did you fatigue? How did you feel energy wise? Did you feel like you were going to, you know, go off the end of the cliff? And when you figure that out, then they know that this is what they should be eating leading into a tough workout. This is what they should be doing before a competition. And if you do that, it means there's just one less thing to worry about. You know, you don't have to worry about your nutrition. So really good advice there, replication. So cool. Nothing new as well on open workout day. Okay, so don't be chucking in a load of new things that you've never, you know, never taken. Like, don't be... Having a new drink, a new snack, a new bar that you've never used, you know, just because it's the open workout day. Like if you're going to trial something, do it in the next couple of weeks, as Harriet said. So really good stuff. Uh, cool. We're going to jump to, like say, things that I want you to be doing now. And that's supplements. So have you taking any supplements? What's your what's your regime? What you what you want at the moment?
0: I am taking so. Every single morning, I take my creatine and my beta alanine. That's to help me increase my power output and slightly reduce the or delay the fatigue that I feel and workouts so or when I'm lifting, I take protein powder as well, just to make sure that I'm topping up my protein content for the day if I need it. And I also take vitamin D because it is great for the immune system. We also really need it in the winter seasons because unfortunately, we don't get any sun. So those are my four staple. Mm. Um, I know there are a couple more that you, you could possibly recommend, but those are the ones I typically take.
2: I think you're hitting the two big ones there though, like creatine and and beta alanine. So for those of you who are going to be doing the open, I would start taking them now. Two, three weeks out, you can be getting some real benefits of them. Now often, you know, beta alanine is is put into pre-workouts because it can make your ears and your fingers and your nose tingle. And, you know, it doesn't really have an acute benefit. So you need to saturate your muscles. And like, if you do that, like Harriet said, you gonna help with high-intensity exercise, which is the open. So definitely be taking creatine. Definitely be taking beta-alanine. Like say, having a protein powder and a vitamin D at this time of year. If you're living in England and in, a, in a, around, then definitely worthwhile. The only other one I would add in is nitrates. So nitrates have getting a, a lot of good solid research behind them at the moment historically they've just been used in more aerobic based kind of uh say so, you know, more endurance cycling running but actually there's a lot of uh, just coming out now that you know more power more strength improvement and it, but it also has a uh, benefit in terms of lowering the oxygen cost of, any, of exercise so when we're looking at improving our performance in the open if we can help with blood flow, if we can help with, say, lowering that oxygen cost, then, then we're going to be uh, hopefully seeing some benefit. So definitely be trialing that. Now, our advice is to take this 90 minutes to two hours before your session. So a little shot, little beat-it shot. You send them around? little beat-it shots? Yeah. You can get them in most supermarkets, Holland, Labarra, online, etc. They're the best ones. So just try them. Like, they don't taste... The best. They don't taste the worst, but they uh, some some really 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 solid research that we'll link into show notes as well, just to, to give people an idea. But those are the big three um, for me: beta alanine, creatine, nitrates. Start taking them now. Saturate your muscles, build up your stores, and you will hopefully see some benefit. So, really good, cool. So this is what we've done. The kind of leading into the open so we've got replication we've got some proactive supplementation now we're talking about what we're going to do before the workout so when do you normally do the workout i'm a keen bean i've got to get it done in the morning i can't be one of these people that wait for friday night lights when when do you do it
0: i am a hundred percent a friday night lights i want to see how people have approached it what they've got and then i'm like okay i'm gonna go in and and give it my all (laughs)
2: I should probably do that, uh, but I, I just I just want to get it over and done with. Uh, okay, so talk to me about kind of pre workout nutrition. Like the principles of what we should be focusing on doing leading into the workout to get the most out of our out of the open workout.
0: Yeah. So I guess when we consider any type of exercise, the predominant source of fuel we're going to be using initially comes from carbohydrates. So, you know, prior to your, your workout, you want to be making sure that you're getting some form of carbohydrates in and whether this be liquid or solid. And I I tend to say, you know, the closer you get to your training window, i.e. like 30 minutes before that, that what you're going to do, you know, maybe transition into liquid. So you're not potentially going to experience something like gastrointestinal discomfort, bloating, and just, it's not fun especially if you're going to be upside down for for most of the uh, workout so fingers crossed we yeah. don't have wall walks <laughs> but yeah definitely get some yeah, carbohydrates yeah. in one of the other things i'd suggest as well is you know if you wanted to think about kickstarting that recovery process like perhaps think about including some protein into it as well just to make sure that you know mm-hmm. as you're you're kind of breaking down that muscle during the workout you're also you know kickstarting that recovery process too
2: yeah i think it's I think there's a, like you say, key there. Don't be scared of carbs. That's the key thing. Like, you you know, you this workout is all about performance. You know, it's not your normal workout that you're doing week to week. No, it's, like you say, it is another workout, but this is... We're focusing on performance. So these are the times that you want to be like, say, increasing your carbohydrates, like say liquid or small snack or whatever, you know, keep it low fiber, keep it relatively low fat. And like how it said, the closer you get to your workout, make it more liquid based. So again, this is something you should be replicating now to figure out what, what you do. So, um, so yeah, cool. One of the questions that we often get from clients is, should I be changing my workout nutrition depending if it's like a max lift or whether it's like a gymnastics burpee box jump row kind of workout, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but the only time I'd really change it up is if there's a lot of upside down movements. Do you know what I mean like handstand push ups or you know lots of burpee box jumps where you're up and down as well? And I would just be like, look, don't be glugging a load of liquid before this. Like you got to get up and get hydrated early, and then just be sipping going into that. So that's where I would lower the amount of liquid that I would be consuming just because I know I'm going to be upside down for, do you know what I mean? There was a, there was a workout, you know, a couple of, few years back where it was like overhead lunges, box step ups, and then 50 strict handstand pushups, you know, and then handstand walks and you're up down upside yeah. down for a long time. You're upset, you know, don't, again, like if you're glugging a ton of liquid just before and to get hydrated or to fuel yourself, you know, I just think it's it's going to be sloshing around in you, so uh, get up, get hydrated early, and then be sipping on the water leading into it. So that's the only time I'd really change it. Other than that, like you say, you should know what works for you. So cool. And mm. um, we've crushed the workout, Harriet. Look, we're in the top ten percent in the country. We've absolutely smashed it. Okay, we're uh, you know we're, we're thinking like, how do I then recover? How do I recover efficiently? Like what am, what am I going to be doing post-workout? directly
0: after you want to be replenishing any of the fuel you've lost so let's say think glycogen glucose and you also want to kick start that kind of repairing process for your muscles especially if you're doing heavy lifts so again like thinking about the carbohydrates make sure you get a source of protein in as well and also focus on hydrating too i think we often forget the hydration part but it's so important in our bodily sorry our body kind of maintaining that homeostasis we need to make sure that we're hydrating but also think about introducing things like fiber and fat back as well because you know we tend to not have them prior to because Mm. it impacts the uh, Mm. absorption of carbohydrates so making sure that we introduce fibers and fats too.
2: Yeah, very good. Uh, I think you're right. Like it's it's say just introducing the foods that maybe been limited beforehand, and uh, when it's cold as well, like we you know hydration can sometimes be something that we overlook. So definitely look into that. And if you are going to repeat it, you know you're depending on what the workout is. I know some of them have really hit people for six over the years, like real muscle, high muscle soreness, you know, real kind of fatigue. It depends. Like some of them are like six, seven minutes, depending on how quick you are, and some of them can be a little bit longer with a with a higher kind of stress on the body. So, uh, if you are going to repeat it, you know whether that's Sunday afternoon, whether that's Monday, then you know not delaying your recovery, you know intake is, is going to be beneficial because you have a minimal amount of time. So, that would be definitely key. Now, if you're going to just have the weekend off and then train on Monday say slamming it, all, all your post-workout stuff isn't necessarily needed like you know give you give your body a break and you know you've got a couple of days to recover so uh, but we still want to kick it we still want to be say training throughout the week and and making sure that we're uh, that, that we're supporting our body's kind of recovery process so yeah getting the carbs and protein in is fantastic That's a great shout um excuse me <coughs> the going into into the week then like going in you know how do we manage our week like how would you advise people like you coach people at the in North London. like how are you advising people to kind of structure their week if they're not repeating they're, i'm just doing it one a week just like me one of them i say that most of the time one of them <laughs> uh, how, how would you structure your week
0: I mean, I would again, like hopefully your gym is structuring your week. So if you are taking part in the open, you know, that they're, they're giving you that guidance on that, but I would really consider how your body is feeling after, you know, each open workout and consider, you know, each week as an individual week and. I know we talk about within PH, the concept of performative sessions and adaptive sessions, but perhaps thinking about incorporating more adaptive sessions, whereby you might be scaling the wads a little bit more, like not going all out essentially, because as you said, like Mm. these, the open workouts are workouts, but we are challenging ourselves. Therefore, we are going to be pushing ourselves more. So we want to make sure that you know, the time before doing the next open workout, we have sufficiently recovered. And if that means adapting some of your workouts for, a, you know, seven days, it's, it's not going to ruin your pro- progress. And if anything, it's going to improve it for the actual yeah. next open
2: Wood. Yeah, I think that's a really key thing. Listen to your coaches, listen to your gym, you know, like they, they have your best interests and heart to to get you prepared for the open. So making sure that, you know, just if they program a rest day on a on a Thursday or a lighter day on a Thursday and the rest day on a Wednesday, don't be going on Instagram and then chucking in a two hour session. Um, Because, you know, I always say this to people like, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness is, is called delayed onset muscle soreness for a reason. It's delayed. So if you're burying yourself on a Wednesday going, ah, that's okay. Like it will peak, like, you know, muscle soreness can peak at 36, 48 hours later. So then you turn up on that Friday sore. And we know that muscle soreness can lower force output, can reduce range of motion. And these are not things that we want to happen on an open workout. So if you're really wanting to push yourself, say, listen to your gym, like listen to the coaches. But just, like you say, make it more of an adaptive session when we say like, you know, rather than crushing yourself going 100%, you want to be going like 60 to 75% you know like i say there might be just taking it a little bit easier not going super heavy you know and and having that mindset of like cool monday tuesday i'll train as normal trade hard say wednesday thursday if i'm doing it friday i just want to take my foot off the pedal a little bit because that's going to help me to reduce my fatigue reduce muscle soreness so i feel fresh feel fresh on friday and again you just work back from that depending on when you're doing it saturday or monday so yeah i think that's i think that's definitely something i think i see a lot of people doing a lot of extras or doing too much leading into it because you know us crossfitters we don't like to rest do we we don't like to take time off and so we always like to do more but it will impact your output so take it take follow the coach and, and take a little <laughs> bit of rest cool so how ha- in terms of uh, in terms of anything else, what have we got? Any other extras that we want to talk about? Give people little nuggets of gold from from uh, from you, Harriet, or are we pretty good? I think we covered quite a lot there, so that's looking good at the moment. Anything else you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I think one other aspect that I didn't necessarily mention and could be considered as a kind of good recovery tool is in regards to nutritional considerations, like making sure that you're getting enough omega-3 as this is anti-inflammatory. So it does help again with the recovery mm. process. And you can find omega-3 in things like, you know, it's mainly in fish, but you can find it in flaxseed as well if you're veggie or vegan. So uh, yeah, just try to make sure you're including more omega-3s, but also removing, you know, highly kind of processed foods, which are often more inflammatory and can delay that kind of, let's say, recovery process. So yeah, could just considering the anti-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory foods.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really good point, isn't it? Like often we think about what we can add in and you know sometimes it is about having that balance, that bit of a seesaw, and it's like what can we can you know, what can we limit and what can we like say include for sure. Often the case is like say Friday night lights, people have beers, pizzas and stuff like that. Like that's totally cool. Like we're not saying like, don't enjoy yourself and live like a monk for the whole week, like and put your life on hold because it's the open. It's it's about applying it or approaching it in a, in a practical way. So we say overall, over the week, can you like say, have what, you know, what Harriet said there is just increase the more nutrient dense anti-inflammatory foods and, and then say limiting the ones that are going to potentially cause a little bit more inflammation because say we're training throughout the whole week and then we're really pushing ourselves in the open. So we will be creating a little bit more inflammation. So um, yeah, cracking advice there to to, to say zoom out, look across the week and making sure that you're you're getting that across the week. I think it's superb. So yeah, good. Cool. Uh, Guys, I think for me that this is, this is uh, always a good time to test ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I I like it. It's, It's a time to, to really push hard in our training but it's also time to focus on nutrition choices. You know, January kind of like comes and we, you know, we're all a bit mental, going crazy on the nutrition side of things. And it, I really like, I love it when the when he opens at this time of year. I didn't like it when they moved it to October or whenever they did, because uh, it, it just gives me that next focus, performance focus. So even if you're not that bothered about the open, use it as an opportunity to figure out what works for you. Have a little, to- have a little play around with pre-workout nutrition choices what do you eat the night before like how do you feel in these things and you know maybe try some of the supplementation and see if it actually makes you feel better in training across the week not just in that one workout you know i think this next three weeks is just such a great opportunity for you to just dial it in and have a more performance-based focus and for me that's a really powerful thing that the open um, you know allows us to do so definitely get involved that's what i would say uh, looking forward to, to 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 seeing everyone's uh get involved and I'm, I'm i don't really like it harry last thing i don't like it when they do repeats of the opens <laughs> i want new workouts new fun workouts no just deadlifts and burpees like make it a bit more interested give us something fun to do rather than just let me say rubbish stuff i didn't like it didn't like that workout yeah. last year uh, make it more fun come on make it interesting you know, I, I don't mean, didn't mind the wall walks because it was something new. So, uh, yeah, this is this is what I, this is what I hope CrossFit gives us. So, uh, yeah. good stuff.
0: We were um, we were discussing in the on. gym the other day about what movements we feel are going to come up. Like, if there's going to be a new movement, and we're predicting that the wall facing handstand push-ups could be a possibility, and I'm already screaming about that. <laughs>
2: um, I think that will be in the quarterfinals. I think that's a bit advanced Do you think? for the open. Yeah, I think that would be in the quarterfinals Do you know what one I think? I'm going to put it out there And obviously this is on, on podcast So we can always go back and say it. Liam was right I think dumbbell box stepovers Are going to come back
1: uh, So
2: like there was box jumpovers Last year I think there's going to be box stepovers With the dumbbell I remember doing these We did them in our, in our what, gym not too long ago My god, my back was in turmoil So that's my prediction that's the movement that's going to come up this year it's going to hurt everybody Mm. so yeah there you have it I'm just hoping for loads of handstand push-ups loads of bar muscle-ups and a very 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 light barbell please (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) nothing heavy nothing heavy just loads of gymnastics so (laughs) cool right Harriet thank you so much I hope hope everyone's uh, found that very useful Uh, say get at it enjoy the open let's have some fun Tag us in anything that you're doing. Uh, I want to see uh, push themselves and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it. Please like it. Please subscribe. And please let us know any other topics that you want us to cover. And uh, I say thank you so much for listening
1: and we'll catch you on the next episode.